0: Now you might think, obviously the guy chasing prey is burning more calories than the guy who's, you know, sitting, uh, gaming all day, downing Mountain Dews, right? The answer is actually no. What they found is that the indigenous people burn the same amount of calories as the average sedentary Western. welcome to Becoming Natural. I'm your host, Victoria Ray, a certified transformational nutrition coach and expert in the areas of mental wellness and nutrition. This podcast is to provide you with the tools and knowledge that you could need to live a healthier and more natural life in a world today where we're just kind of separating ourselves further and further from our roots as humans. Now, today I've got some really great information to share with you guys about the best type of workout for your body, you know, what's going to be the most beneficial to you, whether you're trying to lose weight, whether you're trying to gain muscle, or you just really want to be healthier overall. So first things first, why is it important that we even exercise at all? Let's look really quickly at the lifestyles of our ancestors. Now, I don't necessarily mean cavemen here, like, you know, forever ago, Uh, just even a hundred years ago, for example. So people were outside most of the day, right? They were in the sun, they were getting that good vitamin D, which we all know is very, very, very important. Uh, They were working on farms, they were digging wells, plowing fields, um, you know, tending to their animals, getting eggs from their chickens or ducks or whatever kind of birds. And they were just basically doing physical activity overall in the environment. They weren't sitting around all day. They weren't staring at their screens. They were doing physical movements. They were walking. They were using utilizing their muscles. Uh, Same thing with like current indigenous populations. These people are immersively living in the environment. They're chasing their prey when they hunt, they're walking for miles, miles, 10 miles, 20 miles, and they're building their homes physically, gathering water, they're picking berries. They're just, basically my point here is overall, they are physically moving, like they're actually moving and doing stuff. They're squatting, they're standing, they're jumping. Now let's look at you. And me, you know, this is about all of us. I'm not like singling you out. Uh, This is modern humans, (laughs) modern, sedentary humans. What do we do? We get up in the morning. We, you know, walk to our car. We go sit in our car for however long it takes us to get to work or school or wherever we're going. You know, maybe you're going to get coffee. Uh, You get to the place that you're going and then you go sit again. How much did you actually walk? 30, 40 steps? Maybe? Depends on how far you parked away from the door. Um, And, you know, don't lie to yourself. Don't lie to me. I know y'all. You try to park by the door. Drive around the parking lot for 20 minutes when there's 40 open spots near the back. But, man, if I can just drive around for one more minute, that Prius in the front might move. Maybe I can park there. You know, he just walked his car really looks like he's going to move. I'm just going to take one more circle around the parking lot. Don't worry, then I'm going to be late. It's okay. I'm going to get a close spot to the door and then I can run. (laughs) I do this too. I do this sometimes. Um, I, I try to be conscious of this and park further away, especially if I'm going to get groceries or something. And I'm like, gosh, it'd be easier if I just parked a little closer to the door. In reality, how much further is it for me to park out away from everybody? And my risk of somebody smacking my car with a cart is going to be much lower because that happens because, you know, people are assholes and they don't want to put their carts away. And if you are somebody who leaves your cart in the parking lot, shame on you because it's probably smacked somebody's car. So you can get some extra steps that way. We put your cart up anyways. Uh, yeah, you can, you can park away from the door a little bit. Um, but if you don't again, like how much did you actually walk? Getting to your office, getting to your school, getting to the store, wherever you're going. Uh, So now you go, you get in there, you're sitting down at your desk or wherever you're sitting. And how much do you actually get up from your desk and go walk around? Do you have a chance to get up and go walk around? Some of you can't leave. You have very, um, your jobs are very. You have to be there and be immersed in it constantly. Some of you are monitoring networks and things like that. Like I, I understand. And some of you, you, you don't have to do that. You can get up and walk around. Some of you may have more physically demanding jobs where you don't sit. You don't have a desk. And, and that's cool. But the majority of people here that I'm talking about are sitting all day every single day. We leave work, we get back in our car. So we're sitting again and then what? We come home and then we sit on our couch because we're so tired because our brains are exhausted from doing paperwork or staring at a computer screen all day or listening to somebody tell us about their problems and I don't know. So it's, you know, you, you get so exhausted mentally so you come home and, and you don't wanna do anything. And then maybe you don't even want to cook dinner. So you order Uber Eats and now we have a meal delivered to us. We didn't have to go far other than to the door to pick that up. And, you know, we do this day after day after day. So my point here is how much are you actually moving in your day-to-day life? How important do you think it is that we add in exercise If our biology is expecting us to, you know, run around and move, our bodies were not meant to sit all day. We were meant to run, jump, walk around, lift things, be agile, be strong. Being sedentary is not what is best for you. It is not best for your brain. It is not best for your body. And it's not best for your DNA. We begin to see so much more disease in sedentary humans than in non-sedentary populations. When you have low muscle mass, especially the older you are, this gets it gets very dangerous. You're in danger of developing osteoporosis, which is low bone density. Now, a study from the Journal of Korean Medical Science showed that there is a direct correlation between low muscle mass and low bone density. So the lower your muscle mass is, the lower the density of your bones. Now, I, I want to say something really crazy. Um, I used to be an x-ray technician, and on x-rays, you, it you is absolutely insane the, how you can see the bone density um, in people. And I don't just mean older people. There were some young people that uh, their their bone density was so low. I would look at these x-rays and it almost looks like your bones are clear, like you can see through them. Now, people with high bone density, people with strong bones, they show up as this bright white on an x-ray. However, if your bone density is low, it, it they show up very foggy, very translucent. It's it's crazy. How important do you think it is for your bones to be strong? What is supporting your entire everything? Your bones. So we, we need these to be strong. We don't want these to break. We don't want osteoporosis. Now, you know, I'm not suggesting that you go out and become like a bodybuilder so you can get a ton of muscle if that's not what you want. If you want to do that, go ahead and great. Good for you. But what I'm trying to point out here is the importance of maintaining a healthy level of muscle mass and not just for your bones, for everything else too. Uh, but one of the most common things that I hear from people, um, against this is Victoria, I'm trying to lose weight. I'm, you know, I'm going to go do a lot of cardio. I I don't want to build muscle. I want to lose weight. Okay. Now, I want to point out here that this is right, but this is also very, very, very wrong at the same time. And here's the misconception. If you're trying to lose weight, you're trying to burn fat. Well, I would hope hope that's what you're trying to do. Um, And cardio is not the most effective way to do that. Plain and simple. And you might be thinking, bullshit, everything I've ever seen, everything I've ever heard, my trainer told me this. And, you know, I trust that guy, I pay him a lot. Uh, And I know that running makes people burn fat because I have read that everywhere. And I've been taught that since I was little. Now, basic science tells us that to lose weight, we need to burn more calories than what we're taking in. You know, so calories in is less than calories out. And at a very, very basic level, yes, that is true. However, it is much more complicated than that. Here's the thing, you guys. Your body is very efficient and very, very smart. How do you think humans have survived this long and got to the tier of superiority in the animal food chain that we are at. It is by being amazing. Your body is absolutely amazing. Now, Sometimes you may not feel like it. It it does weird things, uh, but it really, really is. It is very efficient. You may be burning, let's say 300 calories from a run, I don't know. I'm just making this up, Um, but okay, cool. So, you know, running, doing the elliptical jump rope, this stuff doesn't take much strength to do. You don't have to be very strong to go out and run. You don't have to be strong at all to get on an elliptical and move around for a while, right? You just, you don't require a lot of muscle for that. Now your body's going to adapt very quickly to this. One of the really cool things about cardio training is it is the type of exercise your body adapts adapts to the most quickly. Like that's super, super cool. You can start running. Let's say you've you've never been a runner before. You don't run. You do it a couple times a week. In a month from now, you can run very, very well. Like that's super fast to adapt to that. Our bodies are amazing. So amazing that they will, in fact... Stop burning as many calories when we do cardio training. Now, yes, you will burn more in the beginning, but since you adapt so quickly and so well, you know, whether you think so or not, your body is not required to use the same amount of energy that it previously needed to. So initially you will see weight loss, but then you're going to get this very, very strong plateau where you're just not burning more fat. Another thing as well, a lot of the initial weight loss you see from heavy cardio training is not fat. It's actually muscle. Now your body's just trying to be as efficient as possible. And it's partly doing that by tearing down some of that muscle that it does not see as necessary because it is not required for that type of training. It's not burning this muscle for fuel. Don't get me wrong here. It's just trying to become more efficient. So it is breaking that muscle down. And that is where we get some of that weight loss. Now, I am not a fan of people um, getting on scales. Uh, One, it can be something that you become fixated on and obsessed with. And I, I do wanna point something out. You yourself right now can fluctuate five pounds day to day. And that is in water weight and everything else. So if you get on the scale one day, And you're like, oh good, I'm down three pounds. Okay, you get on the next day, you're back up. Well, you kind of uh, get in this mental space where it's like, what am I doing wrong now? Like, I, I don't understand, I just lost weight, now I'm back up, I've gained five pounds. It's okay, probably water weight. And this is why I'm just, I'm not a fan of the scale because then again, standing on a scale does not tell me or you, how much body fat you have compared to muscle. I am five foot two and I weigh 130 pounds. Do I have a lot of body fat? No. Why, why do I weigh as much as I do being as short as I am? It is because I have muscle and muscle weighs a lot. So when I hear people who are like, oh, especially women, and it's very sad. And, you know, it's like, well, I want to get down to 120. I want to get down to 115. Okay. Um, Are you sacrificing the muscle on your body for that? You know, it's, I, I just, I don't encourage people to stand on scales because it's not giving you any information. If you want an accurate measurement of the body fat on yourself, uh, go get a caliper test, go get, um, oh gosh, I can't think of what they're called. The, uh, it's basically an electronic signal. You hold on to, um, like these metal, little metal things. You put your feet on these little metal things and it sends electronic signals to your body and tells you the percent of body fat you have and the percent of muscle. You know, those can be very accurate. Calipers are, um, one of the most accurate, So that's, and you can, you can buy those on Amazon for like $5 if you know, you just want to do that yourself. And it's, that's going to be more effective for you than standing on a scale. Because like I said, that, that doesn't tell you anything at all. My, one of the guys that works with me, he's, uh, five, seven, five, eight weighs the exact same as I do. Now he's not like super skinny or anything. And Like I said, I don't have a lot of body fat, but that's see what I mean there. It just, that's not, that's not a good way to look at, um, at yourself is with scales. So I, I, I personally discourage that, you know, if you really like that, you know, good on you, but it's not giving you information. So what do we know about muscle you guys? Well, one, we know it's heavy, clearly, uh, And we know that it's very expensive to have. Now, why do you think that these bodybuilders and weightlifters have to eat so much? They have to, because their muscle's expensive. You have to feed your muscles, and it requires a lot of energy to maintain. It's very, very expensive. So what is your muscle relying on for fuel? Well, it's relying on the food that you're giving it, and it's relying on your body fat. So your muscle is burning fat just by existing. This in turn makes your metabolism more efficient. And what's happening when we're tearing this muscle down, our metabolism gets slower. So if you are doing lots of cardio training and your body has decided it doesn't need all that muscle, you are making your metabolism slower. And when we start to eat less, you know, because we aren't getting the weight loss that we want from this, uh, and we just, you know, we get in this really bad place of hardly eating and not being able to burn fat. This is going to make our sex drive low. It's going to inhibit hormone production. It's going to cause cognitive impairment, and it's just not a sustainable way of living. So if your goal is to burn fat, the question to ask yourself is how do I get my body to burn more calories and fat on its own. And the answer is not by starving yourself. That's one of the absolute worst things you can do. If you're eating, you know, 12 to 1500 calories a day, your body, again, being very, very smart and adaptive, it will not be as efficient and it will slow your metabolism on purpose so that you can survive on such a low caloric intake. For example, there was this really interesting study of, um, done on this tribe of indigenous people versus sedentary people. So they were comparing metabolisms of the two groups and how they burn calories. Now you might think, obviously the guy chasing prey is burning more calories than the guy who's, you know, sitting, gaming all day, downing Mountain Dews, right? The answer is actually no. What they found is that the indigenous people burn the same amount of calories is the average sedentary Westerner. How does that even make sense? Well, if you really think about it, it does. It makes a lot of sense. If humans had not adapted, if our bodies were not so highly adaptable and we had to burn like 10,000 calories a day while stalking our prey, we would not have made it as a species. Humans would have straight up just died off, become extinct, (laughs) <laughs> we wouldn't have been able to eat enough. We were already chasing our meal, you know, to, to get those calories, to get that energy. We wouldn't have made it. We would have starved to death. So that's how that makes sense. So then what is the best type of training for fat loss? If it's not cardio that my friends is going to be resistance training. Now this is training that builds your muscle. So weightlifting, bodyweight training, resistance bands, any type of training that's going to make you stronger, it's going to make your muscles stronger. And here's the cool thing. You don't have to be in the gym six days a week. you don't, some of these strongest and, and biggest bodybuilders only train four to five days a week, you know? So unless you're trying to get to that place, you really don't have to spend all that time there. You can do an effective workout in 30 to 45 minutes, three days a week and get amazing results. Now I suggest full body workouts, um, unless you are specifically training for something, but if you're just, you know, the average human existing and you just want to be in better health, you want to be stronger, full body workouts are amazing. They're so good for you. Three days a week, that's honestly really all you need. And yeah, you you do need to have a little bit of a plan in the gym. Just kind of going in there and doing this and that isn't really going to get you the results you're looking for. But lifting weights, you know, doing push-ups, doing pull-ups, squats, bench presses, all of these things are going to benefit your muscle growth and in turn burn fat and increase your metabolism. Now, another thing I hear a lot Uh, and honestly, you know, you, you think you would hear this more from women, but I hear this from men a lot too. I'm kind of surprised by this, but it's, I don't want to get big and bulky. I don't want to lift weights because I don't want to get big and bulky. My brother in Christ, the fat is what is making you big and bulky. You will be so much leaner without it. Muscle is lean. If you want to get big, You got to put in a lot of work, seriously, especially for the ladies out there. You're not going to get She-Hulk arms from lifting three days a week. I am sorry to crush your hopes and dreams, but that is just not going to happen. So please don't be afraid of getting too bulky from lifting weights. Go ask that guy in the gym who's big as fuck. He'll probably tell you how much he has to lift, how much time he has to dedicate to it what he has to eat to maintain it, the supplements he is taking. I really just want to, you know, get this fear out of people's heads. You're not going to look like that dude unless you're putting in the work like that dude or that girl in the gym. You're not going to look like that by lifting three days a week. So don't be afraid of getting, you know, big and bulky and, and, for the ladies like looking manly you're not gonna look manly having muscle tone is super sexy like come on you know it is so don't be afraid of that and the benefits of weight training don't just stop with burning fat and increasing bone density there's so many cognitive benefits as well there was a study done in sydney australia that looked at the correlation between strength training and alzheimer's disease what they found is that the strength training slowed down and even stopped the progression of Alzheimer's. That's absolutely incredible. And you know, one reason could be that strength training increases insulin sensitivity. And we do now know that Alzheimer's is being referred to as type 3 diabetes. So strength training it increases your insulin sens- <laughs> insulin sensitivity, sensolin. <laughs> this is huge, you guys. Like this is such a big discovery for us. Now, don't get me wrong. Cardiovascular training is very, very important. And I do encourage you to get some form of cardio training in at least once a week. I mostly recommend walking uh, just because it's such an underrated form of cardio Our ancestors, again, weren't running around everywhere, chasing bison and deer. They were walking. It's so good for you. And, you know, again, just looking at things that we would be doing as humans if we didn't box ourselves inside our houses and cities all the time. We'd be out walking. So maybe you go on a hike once a week. Maybe you just decide to take your dog for a few more walks around the park that is cardiovascular training. And yes, that is good for you. Biking, biking is great. If you want to go and, and bike, um, you know, and if you do like to run, that's okay too. I just don't, it's not going to be the most effective way for you to lose weight if that's what you're trying to do. So I hope you have been able to take something away from this. If you're looking to burn fat, go lift some weights. That's gonna be the best way to do that. If you're training for a marathon, I also suggest you lift some weights too. You're gonna get lots of benefits from it. And if you don't have weights, if you don't live near a gym, you can do body weight training. That's very effective as well. There's so many like videos and programs and even free stuff on YouTube um, that's full body workouts with just body weight, you know, resistance training. It's good for your brain. You're protecting yourself from insulin resistance. You're protecting yourself from depression and anxiety, and your muscle's going to burn fat for you. It's pretty cool, right? So as always, thank you guys so much for hanging out, to me, out with me today. I really, really do appreciate each and every one of you wonderful people. If you have liked this podcast, go ahead and give it a like give it some reviews on Apple podcast and now Spotify allows you to do the same thing as well. That would really help this information get out to more people. So until next time, my friends go out there and have yourself a great freaking day at the gym.